Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay. Hi, Aware listeners. We have the great pleasure of bringing Louise Brockman here today. And she's got a fantastic story of a businesswoman driven to bring better business in a different way out into the world, a global organisation called the Advisory Board Centre. And we met um, Louise by joining the Advisory Board Centre and being trained through her program, which was amazing. Yes. Um, so welcome, Louise. Thank you. It's lovely being here and seeing both of you again. Yes, yeah, it's fantastic. It it's great to have you as part of our journey and mm. and really to share your story of discovery and I suppose bring bring the relevance and the um, you know there's so many people out here that are doing wonderful things and we really yeah, thank so you. why don't we start with going backwards a little bit here Louise and the the moment where your business model was doing quite well what change that you took off into the advisory board center building that founding that what was the driving force that made you think there is such a niche. We, we so need the support of a range of advisors and, and people in our network. What happened for you? For our listeners, take them on that lovely little journey. <laughs> well, it, it was really in two parts. Um, I, I think, Sarah, the, the first one was my previous business. Uh, in 2004, we actually uh, launched a software package in the market. Uh, was the first HR software for small and medium-sized businesses. Um, 
and uh, in Australia. And uh, and I misjudged the launch of the, into the market, something new, something exciting, but was HR on a platform. The market really, in the business sector, really didn't understand it. And so the projection of it going to market, I had misjudged that. We ended up with thousands of businesses that use that software, but at that moment of the launch, it was a scary moment. And uh, and uh, yeah, I'd yeah. Under, underestimated the time it would take to go to market. So I had to sell everything that I owned yeah. to keep the business going. Um, and... That was uh, that was a that was a real aha moment. Uh, I remember the night that I decided yeah. that I had to sell everything, and uh, I, I didn't have a lot of money, so I'd swallowed a, a, a bottle of Sacred Hill <laughs> six dollar bottle of wine. We have those days. I packed every wall in the house to say goodbye, and then the next day I woke up and said, "Right, time to get on with it." And that was my feeling sorry moment for for myself. And then I think, well, you make the decision, and then you just get on with it. And so, a year later, uh, when we had the opportunity to really scale that business, I thought, uh, "I don't want to. I haven't got anything left to sell." (laughs) In the first instance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the second thing was that um, I don't want to second guess the decisions that I'm making. So if we're going to really yeah. scale this, do it well, be confident, be deliberate. And I was making decisions in the business and I was thinking, is that a good decision? Gee, I don't know, but I'll make it anyway. And so yeah. what does good look like when you are operating your own business and you don't have yeah. that sounding board? So I thought, I'm going to put together yeah. an advisory board so that I am confident and deliberate in the decisions that I'm making so I don't go and change my mind. So yeah. I just made it up uh, and then that was life-changing. So in, a, mm. you know, in five years we built that business to 135 offices in eight countries and, mm. and then when I sold that business, firstly I was very tired and the second one was <laughs> I was very grateful. Yeah. yeah, I was I was grateful for what the advisory board had done for the business, but also for me personally. And I thought, wow, if that can do that for me, what can it do for other people? And I decided to dedicate five years to research, test and validate advisory board structures globally and found in that time, the other aha moment is that no one was looking after the sector. So there are, there are organisations like AICD here in Australia that do good work in supporting governance boards. You get the accountants and the lawyers looked after by their associations yeah. and bodies, but no one globally was looking after the advisory board sector. And I thought, well, isn't that a good job to do? So we decided to, to build the model. It took us a while to figure it out, to not be a player, to take a step back and support the sector rather than trying to control it. Uh, and mm, we launched yeah. that four and a half years ago, and uh, and that's why the advisory board community is yeah. what it is today. I'm thinking as you're talking, uh, one of the skill sheets we have as part of the aware package is um, the idea of when to let go. So the fear yeah. of being a quitter versus the common sense that whatever you're doing or whatever relationship or business idea has run its course. Did you ever feel as you were setting up the, the HR that you, you were standing in that moment as you're hugging your house walls? Did you ever think, do I let go now? Or was it just you knew this was going to work and you just had to find the way? I put so much work into that software package that uh, to sell it, to sell everything that I own, to back my own decision, uh, was a commitment moment. Yeah, so that was the decision to say, well, we've already taken this this far, 
let's see how far we can take it. Um, and I've got a relatively de-risked lifestyle, so I don't need, I don't, I don't care much for money, and uh, owning stuff doesn't make me happy. Yeah. So uh, by de-risking my life means that I can make braver decisions, I can take greater risks, because I don't have anything to lose. <laughs> so that 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 is that that stayed with me forever. You think what's more important, owning stuff or being on an adventure? And I, that's a yeah. on an adventure, definitely. Yeah, we're we're with you on the adventure, and and I think you're a hundred percent correct. And I, it's that bravery to just take that next step and say, this was a concept I've had so much belief in, and and it is an important journey. And I think one of the things that really um, intrigues me at at that point in time as well. You know, advisory groups, as you said, that you know, advisory board wasn't something that was necessarily the norm. What made you resonate to the fact that what I need is an advisory board? Uh, initially, uh, for myself personally. Yeah. yeah, initially in your in your HR business, what made you think that's what I need? You know, as opposed to a mentor or anything else. Why did you know? Why was it the advisory board really resonated with you? Hmm. Uh, to have fellow entrepreneurs who have been there, done that, mm -hmm. to lift me up rather than push myself to the future. So yeah. pushing okay. is tactical, but lifting it up uh, by having yeah. people that I aspired to and I I deeply respected. And having one voice mm. is dangerous. Uh, so expecting one person to have all the answers for you, I think is, uh, is irresponsible um, in managing mm -hmm. my own expectations. I also recognise that no one had done what I'd done before, so it's not as if I needed to get an expert in the field that I was in. I needed people to yep. think with me. Uh, yep. So I, it's it's not from their experience that I wanted, but I wanted the way that they, they, they thought because I deeply respected them. And it's the same with my advisory board now, um, is that it's it's really that thinking system to think through and problem solve because no one's been in the future, so no one knows, everyone's making it up. Uh, so if you've got people who are very different to each other, thinking it through, and I say that to my advisory board now, don't agree with each other. I don't want you to agree, right? It's, yeah. it's not about reaching consensus, it's about pulling it apart and thinking really clearly and, and, and uh, be robust in that thinking so that when I am making a decision, I am absolutely committed to that decision. So I don't change my mind. I still have that same uh, yep. mindset now as what I had uh, with the previous business about the, the kind of value that I was, that I was looking for. Yeah, and look, we can um, not Lee, I suppose, resonate with that. You know, what we've really identified is whilst we've both been successful in our own right, in our own businesses and our profession, you know, for over 20 years each, um, the collective of our, of our balance and the fact that, you know, we hold each other to account um, is <coughs> you know, the, that concept of that, we're both here on the same path and we're both here on the same journey, but we lift each other up and mm. challenge. And so I, I, I definitely, I can really feel that um, same sense of, 
of common drive mm. and it really does make a difference because it is a lonely journey, isn't it, as a leader of a business? Do you have the skills and success but perhaps not as much as you deserve. Often that's because we are so focused on helping others achieve their goals. We don't focus on reaching our own potential. Aware solves this challenge. It's a tailored program that focuses on enhancing your own personal leadership style. What is working, what needs to be turbocharged and what needs to be eliminated. Only by becoming truly aware of the real impact you can have can you unleash your full leadership potential. Aware is an investment in yourself so you can grow your success even further than you dreamed in three simple steps. Become aware of your leadership impact and style. Evaluate and become aware of your outcomes and pulse check and tailor the AWARE program to optimize your leadership. We have eight growth mindsets to become a leader of the future and you can select as many of these as you like or you can book a personalized coaching session and we will select the first five growth mindsets that will enhance your emerging or legacy leadership right now. Come and find your leadership style at aware.online. It can be, it can be, but um, you don't need, it's in your own making to be lonely. And I I did research on 5,000 businesses um, and we released that research back in 2004. And one of the key traits that we found of businesses that are high potential versus those uh, that uh, leak value um, is your own mindset where um, uh, high growth potential businesses, the, the owners have a, have a mindset of people work with me versus people work for me. And people working for me, then it's lonely. People working with me, it yes. might, be, might be your employees, it may be across your supply chain and your customers yep. that you think more as an ecosystem rather than it's all about me. My employees work for me, my suppliers provide product to me so I make money on my clients. That's isolating. Yes, absolutely. There's a, you know, because we've been part of the ABC, um, one of the things I loved about what you were trying to get businesses to understand is the divergent model, that having people from different sectors, different backgrounds created, um, yeah, challenging uh, environment, but a wealth of knowledge and unexpected gifts in expertise. Yeah. And I, I was wondering how hard has that been to shift models in Australia and globally away from uh, the expert in the area to an advisory board mm. of a collective of people that have different skill bases that can flourish the concepts, but but have those healthy debates and challenges because yeah. they're from opposing mm. maybe areas. Yeah, it, it gives a different viewpoint to the whole debate of diversity, doesn't it? So it's about diversity, mm, diversity yes. of thought, uh, diversity of backgrounds mm. uh, to provide a different perspective so that new, new solutions um, uh, are created from, from that. I... Uh, I, I some people get it with regards to having people who are different yeah. and others don't. But the, the, the challenge you've got is mm. that business owners who say, I want people around the table that looks like me and sounds like me are not, not going to get value mm. uh, because the conversation is yeah. not a conversation, it's a competition. Uh, and so mm-hmm. they, the business owners should know their own business. 
It's about what's the added value yes. that's going to really have an impact on what you're already doing. Uh, so, um, I, we call it the lens. Yeah. You know, looking through multiple lenses instead yes. of looking through, you know, uh, a one lens where you're just really seeing that narrow circle. Yeah. And it's through. the lens of comfort. You know, it's it's what I'm used to. It's the it, it's that comfort point and I think mm. you know that's one of the amazing things about an advisory board is that it does look outside of that I mean us Sarah and I being on boards as well that they're very tactical transactional based and mm. you know being able to shift to be really innovative mm. that's where this forum really you know comes into its own and realizes such amazing mm. Uh, benefit and foresight for yeah, organisations. Yeah, and, and Nikki, it, it's also, it, it's it's going to take time. This sector is only, it, it's always been around, but everyone's just been off doing their own thing. So it's now only starting to yeah. come to its own as uh, as a sector where it has form, it has shape, uh, it has foundations to best practice. We have a 100-year strategy. We're only four and a half years old, so we've got a long way to go. Uh, and this sector yeah. is not a fad, it's here to stay. But it's going to take commitment, yeah. it's going to take time and patience for people to, un and it may take a yeah. generation for the market to understand mm -hmm. this is a really validated management construct in to be able to make things happen mm -hmm. and to have a sense check. There's yeah. something, something about a hundred year strategy is just, you know, as I'm nodding going, uh, -huh, and then in the back of my mind I'm going, what? A hundred year, I mean, <laughs> A hundred year strategy. And I think there's something really powerful mm. in asking that question. Do you have a hundred year strategy for your business? And if you don't, why? So you obviously now have an end date. Uh, well, I've got a, I've got a calendar business. invite for the 1st of February, yeah. 2117. <laughs> it's, it's been sent to my business partner. <laughs> I hope we're all around. <laughs> I, I, I somehow don't think I'll be but, that invincible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you never know, do you, how things are going? But there is something there about um, really important, I think, about asking someone their business. You know, mm. when is when is your unknown end date for this business? You've got a hundred years. You're actually saying I'm changing culture. I'm yes. changing the landscape of business models. And there, you know, a hundred years is inevitable. You know, it's like infinity really mm. but most businesses wouldn't have a hundred year strategy they would no. be looking at my retirement will be the end of my yeah, business model yeah well i guess the, the view of and that's a really yeah, interesting I, question i guess the view for me is this is not a business this is a sector we're building a sector um and we're caretaking mm -hmm. it for the future um the advisory boards mm. is all future focused it's optimistic it's blue sky uh it's impactful mm. by the way that people think mm. and that has no time limit um, and I think, mm. you know, because it is about the future, we need to be thinking about the future as well and be able to pass it on um, uh, to the future mm. generations. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, I find great joy out of thinking about that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a lovely and very inspirational concept yeah. to, to think that, you know, long past my time here, this will still be going on That's and right. building and yeah. challenging yeah and i just growing. see my role is i just yeah. started it yeah 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 <laughs> that, that, that's right there's yeah. there's someone else that will continue this journey mm. there's other people and you know there's other industries that will open the door to the incredible value mm. that it creates and you know and and 
And that must feel incredibly, um, I mean, I know you're a lover of research. Sarah and I are a bit of a lovers of research mm. as well. And I think there's so much that resonates from that, doesn't it? Because it is always about that continual process of learning and, and, and mm. evolution. Well, analysing, getting the data, looking, looking at what's happening and then finding the gaps. Yeah. And thinking, what about that area or what is this really telling us? Are we mm. in the right direction? Mm. What is the groundswell in that data starting to show mm. us, which could be maybe 20 years from now? Yeah. 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 What has been the biggest challenge for you, Louise, as, as you've been building this amazing, and as you said, it's a sector rather than a business. Mm. What have you learned about yourself the most in the last, say, five to ten years as you've myself. done this? Well, this is a this is a long, long term mm. strategy, and I I'm highly action orientated. So mm. uh, it it challenges me when mm. uh, I like to get things done, and I see the amount the mountain of work that's needed to do this, mm. and to do it carefully and respectfully. Um, and with quality. So as, as you both know, uh, we select less than 10% of those that we meet because we've got to make sure we've got the right people who are doing it for the right reasons. And people will come and they'll go and then they'll come back and, yep. you know, and, and we just need to, to have time to breathe, to let it breathe itself and to let the market guide us um, rather than try and pretend that we know where the market's going. And so the strategy we've built is a foundation. It's not walls. It's not a, it's not a scaffold. So that, that foundation of a strategy enables us to be able to move with the market. And so being a high action orientated and getting wanting to get things done, you also need to stop and listen to the market uh, as well. Uh, so it's balancing out that personal need to get things done yeah. <laughs> to then, then seeing, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, Which is the uh, entrepreneur in you. I was 19 <laughs> yeah. when I had my first business. And, uh, and so I've always been really energised by being independent uh, and, and, and creating things. It's, it's a creative process. Mm, it's just yeah. not a, fo a basis of being a business. Like the way that the two of you work together, it's creative. You want to enjoy it. Someone asked me yesterday about, yeah. um, about yeah. uh, uh, you know, trends for yeah. 2022. And one of the things that I said is fake it till you make it is out. Mm. Right? So, yeah. Mm. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Those and days, those 80s, feministic uh, days are long gone. But also yeah. being, um, I think now, just really forgiving of myself mm. that, I'm not going to see it to where it will be. And probably in 100 years' time, they'll be looking back at what we did now and they go, what did they do that for? <laughs> it actually works this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hope so. <laughs> oh, we hope they're not looking back going, oh, they were really good then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've all gone off on the wrong tangent. <laughs> Yeah, but I think you you know you really hit on something, and that's you know the the untapped um, you know sort of within the market the untapped level of creativity that exists, and it's just finding the authentic ways in which people can you know be present with that creativity, and that it has organisational value because you know it doesn't always have a, a, a tangible. Um, outcome that will occur within a quarter or a 
12 months. It's the creativity to keep on going and keep on discovering and and looking at trends and being able to really dig into those and have, you know, some flexibility mm. of what the, what the future looks like. And, you know, with everything we're focused on, you know, with our AWARE program, it's that continual cycle, isn't it? Mm. It's really about continual growth, continual discovery to be open to look at, you know, different things that are happening mm. and come up with the responsive mm. strategies. Mm. One of the things... You... <clears throat> uh... Do you have the skills and success, but perhaps not as much as you deserve? Often that's because we are so focused on helping others achieve their goals, we don't focus on reaching our own potential. AWARE solves this challenge. It's a tailored program that focuses on enhancing your own personal leadership style. What is working, what needs to be turbocharged, and what needs to be eliminated. Only by becoming truly aware of the real impact you can have can you unleash your full leadership potential. AWARE is an investment in yourself so you can grow your success even further than you dreamed in three simple steps. Become aware of your leadership impact and style Evaluate and become aware of your outcomes and pulse check and tailor the AWARE program to optimise your leadership. We have eight growth mindsets to become a leader of the future and you can select as many of these as you like or you can book a personalised coaching session and we will select the first five growth mindsets that will enhance your emerging or legacy leadership right now. Come and find your leadership style at aware.online. Mm. You must learn a lot from your clients too, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why we both haven't stopped seeing clients because, um, and, and through this podcast actually, Louise, we've, we have met people we would never have had the opportunity. Absolutely. And hear their learning and be empowered and inspired mm. by just even subtle ways that they have managed to look at their world. So mm. the, the idea, much like a business, much what you're doing, it's an evolution. Yeah. And we, we just have to keep uh, striving forward. And one of the great things I learned through being with the Advisory Board Centre and, and doing the chair course was the value of, uh, of having, um, particularly as a sole trader, yeah. even though I've got 17 people around me, but having um, the ability, the need for seeking advice. Mm. And I think that's mm. where I, 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 sometimes we're a bit scared to do it. And sometimes we don't want to seek advice. We just want someone to say, yeah, you're doing the right thing, which might not be the right mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. such a great concept yes. of saying don't be fearful of getting, getting together a group of people, even for a short time. It doesn't have to be for the entirety of your business life. Mm, um, yeah. Just to get you to stop and think about your relationship with your business. Yeah. And, and yes. what that is. And yeah. that business growth strategy that you developed that is a yeah. beautiful starting point of asking yourself, where am I 
what kind of relationship and do, do I, I have want to front up with to my be? business? And few people do that. And I think that was one of the, the things I really loved about um, the ABC was that there's a beautiful starting point for every business. If they don't know how it works, that creates the moment of the yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah it, it gives them permission, the, the business growth score, to look at what they feel on the inside to actually see it in front of them um, and gives them permission to do Absolutely. something about it. Yeah. What's yeah. and all. Yeah. And, yep, and we all fall correct. into that, that the <laughs> yeah. moments where we feel stuck or we're a victim to the decisions mm. that we make. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll share a story with you that was yes. another aha moment for me. And it's not business, but it, it's I, I reflect on it often. I, I used to manage um, uh, Dunk Island and Great Keppel Island Resorts for Qantas many years ago, and I lived on the Great Barrier Reef. And uh, when I left the islands, yeah, I, I, w I went to, to, to live with my brother and, and his wife and, and their two beautiful boys, and they were five and seven at the time. And I was studying, but, you know, one day I was managing an island resort, being the big wig, and then the next day I'm fighting for the, for the window seat in the back of the car with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, I love so, that. Yeah, so yeah. I was taking. I, I took them for a hike, and um, and I was really struggling with my own identity. And so I asked the boys, uh, Luke and Josh, what is it that you like about yourself? And so Josh, who was a five-year-old, says, "I'm fast. I'm good-looking. Everybody loves me." And you know, <laughs> and, and he, he's he's uh, he's a, he's a gorgeous man now, and and uh, it's still the case. But and then then uh, then I asked Luke, "What is it that you like about yourself?" And he says, "Honey, Louise." I really like the choices that I make. Oh, wow. That's an insightful wow. little boy. <laughs> That's a seven-year-old. And then I thought, wow, oh. do I actually like the choices that I make? Mm, and yeah. uh, in business, I think, you know, very often we are so busy and making, making mm. decisions, addicted mm. to making decisions. Are they actually good choices? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I, I think that's oh, really sorry. We we always interrupt each other. Um, <laughs> is that um, I think that's that's a really um, important point. And I know, you know, I'm doing lots of mentoring um, at the moment with businesses in Victoria, particularly affected by so many lockdowns. Mm. Is and you know people, you know, asking them that very question is, you know, are you comfortable with the choices that you've made? And, you know, this is also a reset opportunity for you mm -hmm. to make the choices that sit well with you as an individual with your own value set, but also, you know, what you want your future to be. And, you know, so many times the it's quite interesting, the blank stares you get because people in so many cases just fall into their business. Mm -hmm. And then before they know it, it's, it's accelerated or it's gone off in a different mm -hmm. direction. But actually asking yourself that question, I think, is, you know, so important. Mm. The, um, I'm thinking, how, how, is, uh, how has the pandemic shifted perception of needing and seeking more advice? I'm thinking we've noticed a trend of people reaching out who yes. normally wouldn't, particularly in business mm -hmm. and particularly in that C-suite kind of level of realising they've, they've found their gaps now and they yeah. realise that there's maybe areas that they aren't as skilled as they thought. Have you seen a dynamic shift towards um, people seeking more boards now that the, uh, the COVID has hit and landed well and truly here in Australia? 
Yeah, I, I see, see individuals that are drawn to advisory boards, uh, but also yeah. organisations being drawn to advisory boards as well. I think there's mm. a few different pressure points working at the same time, uh, Sarah. Mm. Um, mm. You're getting governance board directors wanting to de-risk their portfolio. Mm. Uh, you get the rise of directors and officers insurance and the shrinking of governance boards globally that's happening anyway. Uh, yeah. It's one of the top five, uh, five. One of the top five trends of by AICD by a survey that was released in 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 a magazine recently um, of the, the 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 shrinking of of governance boards. And so, when you're looking at, do you have the skills and success, but perhaps not as much as you deserve? Often that's because we are so focused on helping others achieve their goals. We don't focus on reaching our own potential. AWARE solves this challenge. It's a tailored program that focuses on enhancing your own personal leadership style. What is working, what needs to be turbocharged and what needs to be eliminated. Only by becoming truly aware of the real impact you can have can you unleash your full leadership potential. AWARE is an investment in yourself so you can grow your success even further than you dreamed in three simple steps. Become aware of your leadership impact and style. Evaluate and become aware of your outcomes and pulse check and tailor the AWARE program to optimize your leadership. We have eight growth mindsets to become a leader of the future and you can select as many of these as you like or you can book a personalized coaching session and we will select the first five growth mindsets that will enhance your emerging or legacy leadership right now. Come and find your leadership style at aware.online. Is that uh, is that a legal issue that the the ownership of the of the risk? Yeah, the risk factor is making people shy away. Mm. The, the, per, the personal risk could be yeah. could be directors and officers insurance going through the roof. Um, and and also organisations wanting to minimise the risk exposure for the organisation yeah. as well when you've got shareholder activism and all those other things. I think also there's a different level of thinking that's needed around the future where governance board directors need to be brave about the decisions they yes. make in the future and it's not necessarily going to be popular. Um, and uh, things around the response to COVID, climate yeah. change, corporate social responsibility, and changing consumer behaviour, all are driving for different decisions to be made. But if they, everyone's feeling, I'm at yeah. risk, they're going Absolutely. to find every excuse not to say yes. And so they're building ecosystems of advisory boards inside larger organisations mm. like it's never been done before to actually have these thinking systems in an ecosystem yeah. of governance, not just a governance board. And I think this is a really healthy, mm -hmm. healthy um, development um, and people wanting to be involved in that problem solving yeah. but not take on that personal risk when they can't control the outcome. There's the um, one of the things Nikki and I were talking about as um, chairs of a not-for-profit is uh, mm. 18 months ago, we decided that the, the not-for-profit we worked for for 32 years had been up and going um, and the model just wasn't effective. Yeah. Like we'd seen the model repeat itself over and over again mm -hmm. and it hadn't driven the organisation upwards and into the future. So we looked at the Helix model, which means there is no CEO. Yeah. What we have is a, um, a CMO and a COO yeah. and they run it together. So we don't have one person of power. We have 
um, separated the powers and made it unified. And then we looked at each other and said, well, why don't we do that as the board? Why, yeah, why do you right. have to only have a chair? And so we rolled that out and we thought, well, well, we're in a position that we can play with that and see what happens. Yep. And it turned the organisation around. Absolutely. It, it just changed every dynamic and yes. now everyone talks, no one holds power, mm. everyone participates and everyone can challenge. So there's some really robust conversations, yeah. which I'm not sure would have happened had we kept mm. the old hierarchical state um, uh, structure there before. Yeah. It's really created a culture of, you know, creativity and that, that removal of, of boundaries so that, you know, governance is less fearful and less restrictive and moved more towards, you know, that collaborative approach and less of a distinction of one having greater power than the other. And it has changed the dynamics significantly. Yeah, it really has. You've socialised the leadership model. We really have. We have. In a small organisation, comparatively, it's a lovely exercise in um, can it work, what happens. And all we found is, yeah, it works beautifully, but it's, again, in the hiring of people is important, mm -hmm. but the extending of that seeking, uh, you know, other advisors, other mentors is yes. really important too. And even in our role, you know, an advisory board would still be crucial in making any big changes, decisions, um, even in a strategic planning for the next two to five years. So, yeah. you know, again, the advisory board that we started with you has made such an impact about challenging status quo. Mm. Don't You don't have to go the line. You can actually look where does the line stop and That's what happens right. after that. So it's been mm. an incredible pleasure being part of... Um, the first hundred years yes. <laughs> of your industry. Yeah, it's interesting. Standards and Poor have a really interesting approach for their advisory board. Mm. So they've they've got one around their their corporate social responsibility uh, agenda, yeah. and their advisory board meets with the executive team twice a year for a full day. Um, so it's a really interesting meeting of the minds, if you like, and the head of um, uh, the, the internal executive, who's the champion of this, I heard her speak and she said, it's bringing the outside in. Uh, and 100%. I thought that was a really, really wonderful sentiment, but also a really smart approach to the advisory board structure and keeping it simple as well. Yeah, and I think too, you know, it just removes that level of detachment that occurs so often, um, you know, that it becomes a standalone function. And, you know, there is such valuable contribution, um, you know, in all aspects um, within the organisation. And we've certainly seen that in practice and, you know, seen extraordinary things from people that, you know, previously in a, in a more structured role, uh, would have been limiting in their creativity and their contribution. So it has been exceptionally uh, rewarding in that sense. Mm. Definitely. I'm also just uh, pondering here as we're talking and thinking about um, as we move forward, mm. where do you see advisory boards? Do you think what, what we are going to see is advisory boards being fluid components of businesses and organisations, adapting to what the, the business model needs at a particular time. Is, is that where you think we're headed in a business um, structure moving forward? I, I hope so. Um, it, um, I hope that, you know, at the moment it's not regulated or legislated. 
but yeah. I think there will be pockets of the market where it will be. Um, yeah. yeah. And that will drive uh, continued uh, self-regulation um, mm. uh, as well. So already we're seeing that happen with the, I'm not sure if you've seen the, uh, the out- outcomes from the Royal Commission for the aged care sector, but mm, they right. are passing the the legislation now that advisory boards are going to be legislated for the aged care sector. Now yeah. that's game changing. It is game changing, and and I think you know, it is so um, clearly demonstrates that the impact that having the advisory board can change those outcomes so significantly, and you know change the industry and that and you know as you said at the very start that's the that's the purpose this is about creating a sector of of advisors and professionalism that can really leverage organizations and individuals to that very next level so you know i have to commend you for what you have done and and for us all being around for as many of those hundred years as possible. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I am challenged by that legislation, though, because we just hope that people mm. know what they're doing. Uh, because otherwise, well, that's right. just lip service. Um, if people don't know how to give feedback or receive feedback and where it fits into the that's ecosystem correct. of decision making, it can be really mm. problematic. So there's a lot of work to do to make sure that yeah. it's as impactful as it possibly mm. can be. That's right, because it has it is such an amazing potential. But like everything, and like every form of um, anything that is legislated yeah, in the wrong hands, in the wrong hands, yeah. it yeah. doesn't deliver deliver the outcome. Yeah. So you know, I really hope that um, you know yourself and any of your team can have the opportunity to really um, focus on how that is how that actually occurs and and you know mm. the, the backing behind it because yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of interpretation that could send it in the in the wrong direction yeah. Absolutely. we just need more fearless leaders don't we that's yeah. correct <laughs> yeah oh, look I, I just think it's going to come down to at the moment just some really simple hygiene factors of definitions you know if it starts mm, yeah there, you get those definitions mm. right then, yeah. then people understand what they are there to do and what they're not there to do that's correct which yeah. is part again um, you know, I remember when we talked um, way back when joining your group and doing the course, you know, one of the things for me that really sold me on where what you stood for and your value set was that there were, there were conditions, there were boundaries and guidelines yes. and expectations of conduct, of behaviour, of what yep. you can and can't do, what your role is. And yes. I think um, if anyone wants to understand that they just need to jump on board and have a look at what you're doing mm, to understand yeah. there's a difference between providing a service but creating a sector yeah. and a sector means there are guidelines and there are expectations absolutely mm. yeah mm. and it's certainly it's certainly i know that was again i remember mm. that was an insight that i had and i'm saying to sarah we love that okay you've got to go <laughs> you've got to go and do this you're i like have it, sarah, found a thing for you this is going to work for you yeah. and and i think both of us had yeah. you know significant aha moments in that having mm. been advisors and mentor to so mm. many people over mm. the years um, is that I think that it was really, it was quite insightful for us to be able yeah. to go, okay, yep, this is good and it's, and it's different. Um, mm-hmm. But it still leverages off our fundamental expertise, which, you know, really um, yeah. was why I think we've yeah. had such a strong uh, 
you know, association with it and why I brought my buddy in to yeah, go yeah, and go no, too. Oh, I appreciate that. And and the thing is you can you can leverage those those skill set and the mindset into everything that you do. It's not just for advisory. Mm, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You're always in our head, Louise. That's the problem. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> with That's us now. You. <laughs> <laughs> Louise, thank you so thank much you. for it's joining been amazing. us. I know you're a very, very busy woman and we really appreciate um, coming on and just talking about the changing landscape of governance, of boards, of business. Um, and I think what it does too is start, the more information we can get out there about it, the more the people understand the true role and meaning Absolutely. of what you're creating. So, yeah, you thank know, you. thank you so much for joining us today. Most, yeah, it's been fun. fantastic. Yeah, and all the best with the AWARE program too. Looks great. Thank, thank you. you. We'll keep you in touch. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. This is one of those voices I could just listen to forever. It is just so calming, isn't it? She really is one of the smartest women we have met and the Advisory Board Centre is an incredible connection and network of people who want to contribute from all walks of life and experiences. So jump aboard on the advisoryboardcentre.com and have a look whether you'd like to apply for membership Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to the AWARE podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guest's insight and a little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the AWARE podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the AWARE podcast, platform 
please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. That's awarearcgroup at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackie and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.